RPG Cast 590. I am your host, Anna Marie Privetier. It's July 3rd. Ooh. Happy Canada Day. Happy, it's not Canada Day. Well, happy belated Canada Day. Happy early 4th of July. Blow everything up. <laughs> yes, happy Happy, is that gunfire or fireworks? Yeah. Depending on your neighborhood. I don't know if you guys have that problem. That's my neighborhood's problem. Yep, we have that problem too. America. Yes. So, one person who definitely does not have that problem is uh, Alex. Hi, Alex. Hello. Yeah. There, there's nothing interesting about this weekend for you, is it? Well, only if you care about football. Uh, was was it a scandal in England this weekend when Canada tore down some of the statues of the Queen for Canada Day? No, not really. <laughs> Did he even make the news? That's sort of. It's not on page 10 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, and of course, Kelly is here. Hi, Kelly. I, yeah, that whole, like, slaughter thing was a rabbit hole I got down and was kind of gross. Slaughter? Well, you know why they're tearing down statues of the Queen, right? Uh, yeah. 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 It was very like oh god canada you look just just as bad as america does now as far mm. as your past yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah anna used to tell me we're not racist in canada no i Turns said out they we didn't know what racism was the same was. way uh-huh uh-huh canada can be incredibly racist our racism say, has well, maple syrup <laughs> yes it makes it much more palatable uh-huh like, Look, when no one knew where all of one. the unmarked graves were, we weren't racist. Uh-huh. Right? That's the way it works, right? No. No? Oh, damn. Nice try. It's like, one of us, one of us bloody past <laughs> that you're ashamed of. Yeah. <sighs> hey, if there's one thing we can do in America, it's be ashamed. No, the problem is you We have no shame. <laughs> No Anyways, we should uh, get away from politics. Hi, oh, Chris. Boy. Hi. Chris, what have you been playing this week? Uh, <sighs> pain relief. <laughs> the video game. Pain relief. The video game. Uh, I've been playing more Elder Scrolls Online, a little bit more Rabbids. Nothing to really write home about. Um, oh, wait. I played through and finished Backbone on Sunday last week. What did you think Is about that? that? The- is it the detective game with the raccoon? It is the detective game where you're a raccoon. Um, it started off real good and it ended real bad. And um, I had read reviews saying so going into it. And I'm like, oh, people are just being picky. Or I hope. Um, no, they were right. <laughs> the writing just doesn't go anywhere fun or interesting. Um, and they try to, too. It starts off kind of point and click adventure game where your choices, you, you think they might matter. It turns out they don't. It turns into a sci-fi story and not a good one. <laughs> it's like, okay, I can handle these twists. All right, you want to do this? Fine. But it doesn't pay off. And the ending's in- ambiguous. And they go for like an artsy kind of, you fi- you interpret what you think happened. But 
by the end of it, you're like, I don't want to. Like, if it didn't happen this way, there's nothing interesting or meaningful about your ending, and it's not that interesting or meaningful anyway, so, meh. <laughs> yeah, Backbone! I don't do recommend they it. Ever, do they ever, at any point, call him a trash panda? Uh, oh, I think that came up. Okay. Because I, I heard in that game that raccoons are not very, or not treated very well in that universe. Stripers. So I imagine... They call them stripers. <laughs> stripers, no striping. Yeah. Yeah. Raccoons are pretty low on the totem pole. Dogs, cats, and gorillas are on the top. Oh. Well, gorillas. cats in their rightful, cats in their rightful place. Yeah, Dogs, the apes, not the in apes are basically place. the communist masters. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. You would think that the apes would be the capitalism gurus, given you know humans. Whatever, like Kelly. It's a it's a fascist state, and they're the ones in charge. Kelly, Kelly, what? The robots see it at the back of the bus. Ah, <gasps> oh. it's like oh, it's like racism. It... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. We we were having a lengthy discussion on those allegories on Backtrack this week, talking about mankind divided. The uh, in in Backbone, instead of race, you're, it's referred to as your kind with a capital. K. Oh, I see. We don't like your kind here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything else? I don't want to think about that game anymore. It wasn't good. <laughs> you no, know, it was disappointing. Now That'd I want to play be better it just to see if good. I agree. It sucks. What else have you been playing? No, I'm done. That was it. Oh, okay. I'm, it's the ESO and, ba- and uh, Rabbids. But... Oh, yeah, you've been playing some more Rabbids. That's right. I forgot to put that on your list. All right, Alex, save us from the monotony. What have you been playing? Mm. Well, I've officially given up on Edge of Eternity. Ooh, I saw that. Who knows? Why? Well, it got very boring. Ooh. Are you um, going to do a deep look? I've already done deep look. Oop. How did I miss that? Are you going to read the deep look, Anna? Come on. I I was actually, after he said he'd given up on it, I was looking, waiting on the site to see the deep look, and I apparently just herp-derped on it. Well, it took me a month, uh, a week to actually get around to oh. writing it. Wait, did it go up today? Uh, it went up Wednesday. Okay. That would explain. Sorry. My uh, bad. Yeah, it basically seems like the... Ambition was basically way too high for what they could actually achieve. Ooh. So you've got uh, you've got a lot of features, but none of them are actually Fleshed done out. particularly well. Yeah. Oh, that always sucks. And especially because it's trying to be a big, big open world areas, you just end up with just big open world areas with not really anything interesting in them. So the game looks really nice, all the environments look great, but there's just nothing interesting within them. Ooh, that's not good. And then on top of that, it's got some pretty significant balance issues. So yeah, when it combines boring with some annoying difficulty spikes, it's just not worth going through, especially as the story, the story was a bit weird as well, because it sort of, it had a lot of interesting plot points setting up in the very prologue and then kind of just abandons them all what sends you on a generic adventure going from town to town <laughs> ooh sounds like we've all been playing disappearing in games recently yeah. I so, haven't okay I mean we'll get there, 
yeah, it's quite obvious that they really liked JRPGs and what they were shooting for was quite a thing, but it was way beyond what they had the resources to to do. Well, that's a bummer. Hey, I have been you playing a decent game cat, since. Right? Well, you can you can ride the cat. Oh, I'm not sure you can actively pet it. It looked like you could in the trailer, but maybe that's a lie. Yeah, well, I think there's I think there's some sort of petting when you first get the cat. Oh, okay. There's there's no active petting the cat. You just oh, ride the giant. I, you just ride the giant cat. Zero out of five. You have to be able to pet the cat to get a good rating on RP Gamer. Yes. Yeah, so well, having having the cat gives it one. <laughs> so what have you been playing that's good? Uh, Scarlet Nexus. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, you conflicting reviews on that. Well, the ones I've seen are all generally positive. It's just sort of, it depends how positive, and that's largely how much you're probably into the anime. Is the story aesthetic. good or not? It's hard to tell at this stage because okay. it it does <laughs> Maybe some. It's just average. <laughs> it might end up being that way, just because the way it, the way it's told is a bit unusual. Uh-huh. Uh, what does that uh, mean? Well, you've got two. It's basically designed for two playthroughs. Okay. So each one, you're following one particular character and their story sort of intertwine at sort of yeah, quite a lot. Each playthrough gets scenes the other one doesn't. But oh, yeah. like also get, But it also gets scenes the other one does. So oh, yeah, there's, like there's, there's, some, there's a little bit of repetitive. Well, yeah, it's. I'm not sure how repetitive it's going to be because usually the scenes where they're together, there's some sort of conflicts between them. And are ah, you so the only person I've ever known that's brought up that Amato cover work PS1 game that's actually played it? Oh, man, what, I Cartia? love Cartia. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but back on to this game backlog. does look pretty anime. Look into this trailer. Anime the game. It's anime with, with a dude with, like, hacker man hood. But, yeah. Sorry, we keep interrupting you, Alex. Carry yeah. on. Well, it's Is it any good? Fight. Yeah, I mean, so get back onto the story. The way this is a bit of the fact that it rushes through a bit, and because you've got the two stories on your first playthrough, you see it feels like you're missing quite a quite a bit of detail on some of them. So there's a few things happening that you're not quite sure of what exactly is going on, and it's quite quick at how it throws story beats at you. The other issue is the the way it handles cutscenes is it sort of makes them look a bit like a manga, and that rather than doing full animations for the event scenes, you sort of have sort of boxes of characters talking or oh. something going on in the background. So, like um, giraffe and Annika. Not really. It's a bit. It's more animated than that. Okay. That you sort of got a character. The character will be talking in one box. You'll have the overall scene sort of in the bigger box covering most of the screen and then the other character in a different box as they're talking. Those are all animated, but it's not it's not fully animated as you'd expect from most other games. And I don't think it's really fully effective. I mean, I've, I've gotten used to it, but it's not it doesn't quite work as well as it. I think they were hoping. But other than that, the, com- the combat is really fun. That's that's the best part of the game is definitely the combat, which is it's it's action RPG combat, but there's a lot of interesting elements to it. You've got sort of general combos, but other than that, you're using the main characters sort of have a a power which lets them sort of grab 
bits of the environment and sort of fling that, use that against the enemy, so usually flinging it at them, things like that. And then you can borrow powers from from your companion characters. So there's one who's got the sort of a special electricity power, so you use that to give your attacks electricity power. You've got one who can do super speed, so then you sort of get sped up for a short period. There's another that lets you become invisible, so you can do powerful attacks, sort of sneak up from behind. And yeah, that that all works really well against the enemies, and it's it's a lot it's a lot of fun to do to play with. Okay, that Looks does sound fun. Really neat. I just like this idea of throwing concrete at your enemies and cars. Yeah, yeah. You, you're basically building up. You can just sort of build up a combos between regular attacks and then fling a car at it, and then it can sort of link into another combo and things like that. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's good. The controls work well. It's it feels really fluid. So that, yeah, it's definitely a lot. The best part is definitely the gameplay on in the game, but the story's the story's got enough interesting parts to it as well. The characters are enjoyable enough. So, all right, I'm definitely liking it. Sweet, Kelly. Yes. What have you been playing this week? Well, I'm continuing with near. Replicant. I keep, I keep wanting to call it Automata, but that's not it. It's Replicant, the remake of the first game. And I am just still loving the dialogue in that game. Um, I just came across, or I just had um, Laura Bailey's character get added to my party. And she is doing the Jana Proudmore voice, but is very potty mouth. And that's kind of amusing to me. Especially since she and swearing, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and not just swearing like stringing cuss words together constantly. And she also <laughs> can't can't stand Weiss, which is also hilarious to me because I know that Liam O'Brien and Laura Bailey are like best friends in real life. So I can I can tell that they had fun just riffing on each other. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they were in the same voice booth or not. I imagine not, but just the Maybe? the dialogue is... It, it could be. I, I don't know. But the dialogue has just been cra- cracking me up in that game, especially since while you're running around, there's just banter all over the place um, while your characters are talking. And yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, this is a no-crap statement for anyone that knows the near series but for me it's new to me so it's like wow this game is really weird that's what i hear yeah <laughs> like it josh's reaction to it was like well yeah yoshitaro he's a weird dude because <laughs> i was talking to, with josh about it the other night i think we are generous yeah yeah, because um, I just got to a spot where you're in a desert town, and everybody in this desert town wears masks. And there's all of these weird rules in the desert town. Um, like, if you're at a store, you have to buy something, or just, I, I can't even tell you how rules, but th- that's the whole point of the desert town, is that each place has rules. And you go through a dungeon there, and you kind of have a interesting boss fight that was more of a shoot 'em up than a RPG boss fight. And yeah, I'm still having a blast with that game. I'm probably reaching the part, could be reaching the part soon where there's a time skip 
and then I, I'm going to finish the first cycle of the game and then move on to something else. Um, just because uh, I've got other stuff I want to play, but I definitely want to at least get through to the first cycle and that. And I had something new come out that I am enjoying quite a bit. Uh, Disgaea 6. And I'm actually surprised that I'm enjoying it because if you read any of the fans of, of it on like Reddit or GameFAQs, like, man, people don't like this Disgaea and I kind of don't understand why. It's too accessible. Yeah, yeah. They they streamlined a lot of stuff that's really that that got really repetitive and boring. Um, they had streamlined a lot of the classes, and most people don't understand the difference between streamlining and cut, cutting content. So people were mad about that. Um, people are mad about there being no anime opening, which just seems like an odd complaint to it's, me. It's not normal for a Disgaea game and could indicate less budget being put into it. Well, yeah, because if Anna... What Anna told me is any indication that Nisa isn't doing all that well. Nisa is doing fine. It's NIS oh. Japan that's having some oh, problems. Oh, right. Right. My bad. I've two, two different entities. My bad. But, um... So, Disgaea 6 took one look at Final Fantasy XII's Gambit system and said, hold my beer. Because there is an auto-battle system where you can set up your own AI chain, and the, the, the system for the AI in this game is called Demonic Intelligence. Where, you know, you had the Gambit system where you could just kind of prioritize actions. This one lets you do an if-then statement with actions. So you can get some pretty crazy combos that just really get down into the nitty-gritty of exactly like what you want characters to do. And people people smarter than me have figured out some pretty crazy stuff, but I at least managed to cobble together a AI script in the game that basically just lets me run the item world stuff automatically without having to really do, put any input in. And most people would be annoyed at that, like, oh, the game plays itself, but I like being able to set up a set up an item world, let it go for ten minutes while I'm watching TV or um and doing something with work and then checking on it and be like, Oh okay, I'm done with the item world or it took me to an innocent town and I automatically have a whole bunch of chests and innocence and cool loot and I can just zip out. And I don't know if that appeals to people or turns them off. I know that Anna, you were when I was telling you about all this stuff, you was like, "Man, sign me up." Yeah, no, I'd hook this up to my veins. It's like <laughs> yeah. you can set on auto battle and have your people battle while you do something else. And I'm like, <gasps> taking the worst part of grinding out of grinding in a Disgaea game sounds kind of super amazing to me. What if you rebalance the combat system to not require grinding and just be fun to play? No, no, no. It's a Disgaea game. You okay. add another nine to the right. end and then you make it easier to grind that's as the, the balance. Uh, as the youtube video i have up says um disgaea is now an idle incremental rpg that sounds good to me 
No, no yeah, less detected. Where's the problem here? I like being able to kind of grind as you know, set it to auto battle and grind as much as I want, especially with new characters that I just rolled. And then when I need to do the story content, I can go and do those battles manually and you know, figure out my little map puzzle and have a good time. Um, the other thing that people were complaining about that I don't get is. Uh, because they added another nine to the level cap, um, your your level curve is a lot more. Like I think your main character starts out at level one hundred, which it's just level one that they increase the numbers, but it's the same. It's like basically the same power level, and people are whining that like I don't like that the numbers are so big when that's kind of always been the point of disguise. This guy has always been glorified number wing. I don't like the yeah. numbers getting big. It's just a really weird flex for me. Yeah, I I don't understand people's problem with this. Um, I know Mike slash Wheels was like, this is already washed the bad taste of Disgaea 5 out of my mouth. Yeah, he seems which, to be yeah. really enjoying it. Yeah, I like the main character. He's he's this zombie that figured out how to super reincarnate who's fighting against a god of destruction. So every single time he reincarnates, he gets a little bit stronger. And that's kind of the justification why the numbers are bigger in this game is, I guess, super reincarnation makes you stronger. And I thought that the main character was going to get on my nerves, but he's actually kind of a cool main character because he's not... A, you know, a whiny little jerk like Laharl. Did you ever play Disgaea 2? No. I did. Um, I did. He's a little bit more like, he's a little bit more like Adele from Disgaea 2. Mm. Okay. You know, is clearly fighting to protect something. And interestingly enough, um, one of the free DLCs you get with this one uh, lets you get Adele as a playable character. And they meet up and they actually become BFFs because they're basically the same character. Huh. That's funny. So the, there's it's also some free DLC. Wait. There's also some free DLC to get uh, Asaji, who, yeah, the same joke. She wants to be the main character. Um, no you, kidding. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you get Girl Laharl as a DLC character, and you get Rosalind as a DLC character. And there was also DLC, free DLC for, like, VTuber characters, Ooh. which I have no idea who any of those people are. I put those in the back of my party and haven't touched them since. That's fair. Yeah. But um, I'm having a lot of fun with this game so far, and I'm only on, like, episode three. It it's definitely scratching an itch of Disgaea that and it has freshened the formula enough that I don't feel like it's stale, and taken a lot of the annoyance out of doing stuff in in a Disgaea game, which you know is long and grindy and can be annoying. Um. So yeah, and I I definitely had Anna interested, which I told you over Discord that the. Uh, the progress carries over if you do the demo. So you'll have to check it out and see if it does scratch some of those itches. Yes. But I want to finish at least one of the games that I'm currently playing before I try Disguise 6. Yeah. No, I mean, I 
I say I'm having fun with it. I'm also a Disgaea super fan. You know, this game is going to be $30 next year. And I'll all the time over the course of several years. So there's no hurry to play it because this guy games always seem like they discount. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's kind of like my dilemma air quote with, um, with, uh, Nisa stuff is like, if I'm going to play it at launch a hundred percent, I have no problem paying the full price for it. If I'm going to play it later, then why would I pay full price for it? It's going to be half price at some point in the not so near future. Well, I'm wondering if it's going to come out on a real system. No. Well, PC. Nintendo backed up that dump truck of money to have this be Switch exclusive. I don't think so. I could have sworn it was on PS4, but in Japan It's Switch only in the West, but yeah, it's Switch and PS4 in Japan. Yeah, but that tells me not that Nintendo, um, you know, pulled up with a dump truck. It tells me the PS4 versions of the previous Disgaea didn't sell well. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. Because really, Disgaea is the perfect portable game. It's a thing to just sit in front of the TV and level grind for several hours while you're doing something else, and that's what I've always liked. That's why I sort of like the uh, PSP versions of the original games much better. Uh, I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it. I recommend it, but I would also recommend if you're iffy on it to wait. Um, and plus, I'm I'm probably going to shelve it for something that comes next week, week, which I'm super excited for. And I started up the demo for because um, it's basically my JRP July game, and that's Monster Monster Hunter Stories too. Yay! Um, man, that 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 game on Switch looks gorgeous. Yes. Uh. I don't really know about how much else to sell it other than it now makes me feel bad for being a terrible monster killer and monster hunter rise. Cause like the opening cutscene has a, a elf girl giving a Rathalos a hug and it made me feel bad for every Rathalos I've ever killed in my uh, entire career yeah. as a monster hunter. Monster. I know. It's so cute. So, um, yeah, I rolled my own character. Uh, or, or, yeah, you make a character that's just like you. And you go into monster dens and find eggs and hatch them and battle monsties with other monsties. And I didn't know that Naviru from the first game was coming back in this. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, he has the exact same purpose he had in the first game where he sniffs eggs for you and sees if uh, they're any good or not. Um, I didn't get very far in the demo the past couple of days because I'd been super busy. But I I think my copy gets here next week. My, my two copies because I accidentally ordered two and even though GameStop said that one of them was cancelled, apparently it's not. So... <laughs> I'm just going to have to re- either return the second copy or maybe make some money off of it off of eBay, which would make me a complete hypocrite given my crusade against scalpers. I mean, the times that I've gotten double collector's editions, I just throw it in the staff channel because someone's going to buy it. 
Yeah, I th- I tried to throw it in the staff channel this week, but nobody responded. Oh, wow, that's just unusual. I'll have to try again just to see because I'm sure somebody's gonna want it. Yep. But um, Disguise Six is on PS4 in in Japan. Japan. Yes, oh. yeah. that's what Alex said. Oh, okay. And then we had a conversation about why it didn't sell well, in I North America. I was learning all the deep. Who from Hollow Live is in the game? Sorry. Yes. Oh. I oh. figure that out. No Ubi Ubi. Yeah. Chris well, is we can very... buy a statue instead. Chris is so sad because I don't want him to buy the statue. It's only $269. What? Gee, I, I wonder spent... why I don't want you to buy it. Yeah, I wonder I why too. I spent a chunk of change on a Red 13 figure last week. Well, well, I've been pre-ordering a Red 13 figure last week, so I really can't judge you well, that much. Well, the other thing that annoys me is it's what about $270 this one, what about this one? on the Square Enix store. Mm-hmm. Okay, that one I could probably be talked into. <laughs> but, like, the store that it's actually from, it's selling for less than $200. It's selling what? for 180 plus shipping. That's stupid. Yeah. And Square Enix is charging 270 plus shipping. So well, it's kind of course, of square, square tax. Ugh. We'll get into square tax later. <laughs> but um, I like that it's a one to seven scale figure, like as though she's a real thing. I don't even know. One to seven, yeah. like the size. It's size one to seven. As oh, though she's so I a guess they take thing. the pretend yeah. measurements yeah. of her height. Yeah. And then. Yubi, yubi. Yubi, yubi. I I am I old? Am I just? I have no idea who any of these. You're old. So, Hollow Live is a group of virtual YouTubers, VTubers, and okay. they're repped by like an idol agency in Japan. Okay. And so, yeah, it's Ooh, a, it's a right whole now. thing. What is she? Oh, super chat. I see. And if you subscribe to the channel and spend a lot of money, she will read your chats on the air. Oh, that I do. see. That's how they make their money. Yeah, that, YouTube I'm, I'm not dissing that. I am saying that is how they make their money. People have a lot of disposable income is what I've learned. <laughs> yes. Oh, one more thing about Disgaea, since we're talking about fan stuff, is that when I learned that the pretties were voiced by Sam Regal, I made a whole squad of them and named them after Sam Regal characters. Um, who's Sam Regal? Tell me about his characters. Voice actor. Um, in one of the Phoenix Wrights, he played Phoenix Wright, but I cannot tell you which one it is for the life of me. Probably one of the newer ones, Uh, because... They didn't have voice acting in the ones. Oh well, that makes yeah. Sense. They had like objection, but it was objection. a guy at Capcom. <laughs> um, I know him from Gurren Lagan. He played the bad guy in that. Uh, but he's also a critical role dude. Gotcha. So yeah, have, having a bunch of hair frog sc- says he's screaming. Apollo. Oh he! Oh yeah, I guess he is Apollo Justice, isn't he? Yeah, he's also Teddy. Oh yeah, that's right. Which Teddy? Don't they have two voices uh, for Teddy? Persona Four? Okay. Original Gold. Teddy or new Teddy? Weren't there new two Teddy. voices of Teddy in Persona Four? Depending on which version you got. Yeah, uh, I think in Golden. Yeah, he's in Golden. Okay. Yeah, because I think a lot of the voice cast changed in Golden because uh, 
Troy Baker was Kanji in the PS4 version, and then it switched to Matt Mercer. Yeah, and he's actually Phoenix Wright in the Spirit of Justice one. Yeah. Wait, he's Apollo in which one? Uh, No, I don't think he's Apollo. I think he's Phoenix Wright. Gotcha. Yeah. Vaughn says Sam was Phoenix in Dual Destinies, which is why he was dressed as him in that one Halloween clip you like. Yeah, because for one of the Halloween episodes of Critical Role, they all dressed as characters they voiced. They voice acted? And, nice. Yeah, and, and Sam was late and he ran into the room. You're like, objection! <laughs> That's right. He's also Jude in Tales of Zillia. Hey. Or Exilia, however you pronounce that. Oh, yes. That too. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, me being a voice actor nerd again. But that, that's all I played this week. I, I will give more of a report on Monster Hunter stories when I actually get the main game. But I've got to finish the demo first. All right. So I guess it's me. All right. Uh, I finished I, the Somnium Files. And just in time because a sequel was announced this week. We'll talk about that down in the news. Um, and so I decided to shirk all of the plans that I had decided for uh, JRPG July, and I started SMT3 Nocturne HD Remaster. Ooh! So I am way past where I got, where I noped out of my original playthrough back on the PS2. And it's kind of been fun, because like I've been talking about the game with various people that I know online. And so I was like, hey, I finally started SMT3 Nocturne! And I, a lot of people know that I have uh, Jack Frost and Pyro Jack tattoos. And so mm. they were like, oh, yeah, have you played SMT before? Yeah, yeah, I played it on the PS2. Oh, yeah, what'd you think of it? I hated it. <laughs> Which is like unexpected plot twist for a lot of people. <laughs> uh, the PS2 one had some jank to it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It- encounter rate was way too bad in the PS2 version and I I take it you're playing on baby mode too yep I'm playing relaxed they dialed down that encounter rate crazy in baby mode yep I shouldn't be calling it baby mode (laughs) relaxed difficulty girlfriend mode oh that's (laughs) even worse let's bring that back oh I, I need to play through that at some point too. That, that, man, twenty twenty one is a good year for games. There's so much stuff out and coming out. It's a good year to game. Yes, yes, it is. Tell us more about SMT. How far are you? What are you doing? Did you, um, do you still have the pixie? I still have my pixie. She's tracking the pixie DNA. It evolved into a high pixie, and I just haven't done anything with it. It just sits in my party and is happy. I think it's like level 20 because I just keep it with me all the time, which is like a ridiculous level. I think it learned his last skill at like 13. That's normally when I take um, demons out of my party. It's like, all right, you've learned everything. Time to evolve you or time to shuffle you into the demon cathedral and merge you with something else. Um, I do find that getting started is still spectacularly slow in the game because um, it's too easy to fail a negotiation. I feel like that is still 
very frustrating. And I'll get over it, but it's still obnoxious. Yeah, that is one thing that I do not like about that game, even in the new one, is that time to demon feels very slow. Yes. Oh, yeah. Painfully slow. Um, But yeah, beyond that, I am legitimately really enjoying it. I'm glad I gave it a second chance. And I am, I, I just, so I beat up Thor. I went to the top of the tower. I talked to the, the leader of the cult and he's like, we're going to go invade Nihilo. And I'm like, cool story, bro. So I went back down to the bottom of the tower and I beat up Daisoju and I got another candelabra, and now I'm heading over to the Nihilo headquarters. I would like to say that these are spoilers, except I don't understand a darn thing you're saying. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't understand either, and I've played the game before. I got a candelabra, I went to Nihalem, and now I'm at um, um, Mookie Bookie, and it's time to go get the Agalogum and take it back to Gargamel. <laughs> Wasn't there also a fight with a matador at some point? Yeah, I did that already. Okay, because that's usually when most people nope out on the game. That's the, uh, are you ready for this check? Kind of like the Minotaur in SMT4. Yeah. SMT, I beat that Minotaur in SMT4, but at that point I was like, I don't feel like going any further. Yeah. So, there's that. Well, you'll have, I'll, I can't wait to hear more about it from you because um, I'm I'm happy that you're kind of giving it the game another chance and I'm enjoying it again. But I'm I'm also happy that Atlas released a better version of it. Yes. Um. So I'm also still streaming the Final Fantasy VII remake. So I am up to chapter nine. I just went through. Oh, I made it to Wall Market. So I'm in Wall Market. Um, the, the guys are telling me that I have to impress the Magnificent Three in order to get picked as best girl by Don Corneo. Mm. So I'm working on being best girl now. Oh, you're going to love that sequence when you get to it. So, yep. Uh, ho- hope you're up on your dance battling. Uh. <laughs> it's not that bad. No, it's not. It's actually really, for a a forced dance battle, it's actually really freaking fun. All right. I will take your word for it. (laughs) But it's also one, as an NB, it's also one of the most heartwarming scenes in the whole game. You have that to look forward to. Um. I don't know if you're going to replay it or not on New Game Plus, but it's also worth it to get the other dresses, especially on Aerith, just because of um, kind of the reactions that happen. It's very funny. I don't know if you're going to be able to do that because I think to get one of them, you. Oh, wait, no, that was an achievement. I'm sorry. I had to do a lot of pull ups to get one of the achievements in the game. And that pull up mini game is not fun. All right. Anyway, my my bad. I'm glad you're having fun. So I think that's what everybody's been playing. Yep. Yep. All right. It's time for the feedback. Chris, fire away. Hi. I have a voicemail that we got left. 
Voicemail. Yep. Is it about a horse? Before we close the file, if you're interested in renewing your auto warranty now, please press 5 now or press 9 to be removed from our list. I'm calling with the vehicle service department. We are calling about your vehicle's war- manufacturer's warranty. We've sent you several notices in the mail that you have yet to extend your warranty past the factory cutoff. And this is a phone call to renew your warranty before we close the file. Okay. It just repeats. Yeah, that's our, that's our voicemail. It's this convenient one where they don't know what car you actually have. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, other feedback. Uh, from Gamer Esquire, answering the question of the week, which was... Anyone remember? Let's see. It was... How long are you willing to wait for a game if you know a remake's coming out? Yes. Well, if they announce a remake and you were thinking about playing it, are you going to wait? And how long? Uh, if it means that I'm... If waiting means I'm able to have a physical copy of a game versus a digital release that is available sooner, then I'm really willing to wait as many weeks or months as it takes for the physical copy to arrive. There are certain occasions where I will double dip for both digital and physical. Most recent example is Bug Fables. But I will always prefer physical copies of games and having no objection to waiting for a new remaster or remake if I can get it physically. I respectfully disagree with Kelly's blasphemy that Secret of Mana was never good. I'm sure she meant to say that about Final Fantasy 15 instead. Just kidding. Still enjoy listening to Kelly. <laughs> I usually say that because I know it gets a rise out of people, but I also think people forget that the original Secret of Mana was full of jank and bugs and had a lot of story missing because it was supposed to be a Nintendo CD game. It does feel like a lot of stories missing in that game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying that that game is a lot worse than people remember it, but I don't begrudge anybody for loving that game because it was an okay game for the time, but just know that it was not the masterpiece people thought it was. Play it with other people. Yeah. Multi-tap going. Yeah, but then you gotta yell at them to go back to potatoes to get your power wrist. Yeah. That's a deep cut. Featherhoof says, question of the week for me, if a remaster re-release of the game is announced, assuming it looks good and didn't pull a Final Fantasy on iOS, Steam, Android, DMake on us, then the old, already available version doesn't exist in my eyes. I will wait as long as necessary for the re-release of the remaster slash re-release. And Strawberry Egg says, considering my massive backlog and the slow way I play through games, there are already remasters and re-releases that are out that I still haven't even played like Shim Megami Tensei 3 HD comes to mind. Even if I could have played the PS2 re-release before, I can definitely wait for a new re-release. Okay. Do we have a new question of the week? Oh, shoot, I forgot. We don't. Oh, maybe by the end of the show. Then we'll tell you how to send it. All right. Is it time for news? Beep, 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 Team seven. Don't do that. Oh, sorry. The, the cat was announcing the news. Um, Team Seventeen is published by Toril Lost Haven. Yeah. Cool. You you said who Team Seventeen? Oh, they they worms. The That's the worms publisher, but this is uh, they're publishing someone else's game here. Yeah, they're I they're see. an indie they're an indie publisher label. Yeah. So this is uh, gotcha. action RPG coming to like everything. So. Gotcha. Um, gameplay follows a 16 year old who discovers that she's the only person able to save the earth oh how convenient yeah 
teenagers Only saving you. the world. Um, speaking of uh, the Mana series and not being that good, we've got an announcement for a new Mana mobile game. Oh. Uh, Echoes of Mana is going to be coming out to um, iOS and Android in 2022, and it's going to be a free-to-play title with in-app transactions. The the trailer looked so good, and then as soon as I saw all of the characters, I'm like, wait. It's just a bunch of story references to the previous games. Like, where's the game? And if if what we're seeing is the game, I I don't understand how it's a free-to-play. Also, there's a flammy dragon at some point, I think. Um, we're also getting an iOS and Android version of Trials of Mana, which that'll be interesting. Interesting to see how they play. Put put that on a touch so screen. There's a bunch of screenshots. It actually looks kind of interesting. What? The Trials of Mana mobile version. Oh, is that a of the original or of the remake? No, remake, remake. Okay. Oh, I see. This Echoes of Mana, you're going to recruit all the heroes from the other games. Yes. Uh, so, typical gotcha game. That sucks. Um, they and did then we're also con- getting... Yeah, they did say a console game is in development. Oh. You might... that Teardrop Crystal? I realized I just uh, cut you off there. <laughs> Where is the, 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 the console game coming? They don't know yet, but they just, they just well, said it's in development. It? Yeah. Oh, it's a new one. It's a new one. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they also and they announced also an announced anime. An, thanks for stepping on me, Chris. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, the an animated series, Legend of Mana, the Teardrop Crystal, following the events of Legend of Mana, and is being produced by Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers Japan. Yeah, I find it funny that we were reporting on this, but didn't talk about the Final Fantasy IX series that was rumored. Oh, I guess it's because it was a rumor. Yeah. My uh, it was announced, and this has also came with the announcement of other stuff. So it's more a. It's That's a lot easier true. to include it when it's bundled with a game announcement. Right. I have a question. My bad. Yes. Do you like Magic the Gathering, Kelly? I do very do like, much. So. Do you like Diablo? Yes. Are you excited for the new Magic the Gathering cross Diablo game that's coming out that did all right in the betas? Well, they had some feedback, but are you excited to see where they're going with that? Yes, I am. Yeah, too bad. They're shutting it down. Oh. <laughs> Didn't even get out of beta. <laughs> Didn't even get out of beta. Magic Legends will be shutting down on October 31st. Full refunds will be given to those who spent money on the game, including the Planeswalker bundle and all virtual currencies. Uh, Refunds will take about four weeks to complete. An upcoming patch will make all items available for in-game currency. So there you go. Matt, I wonder what went wrong with that, because it looks so promising. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't. It wasn't. I don't know. I can't armchair quarterback this. I'm sad. Um, are we said that the current Final Fantasy V and sixteen versions are being delisted? No, good riddance. <laughs> and it's worth noting that they will simply be no longer available for sale, so if you own it already, you can still download it. Yeah, who cares? Um, they, they will be removed on July 27th. The thing that I'm curious about is for our next story, 
um, you know, they announced those Pixel remasters. If you already bought those versions, if you'll get a discount on the new ones, or probably Kelly? not. Kelly, may I introduce yeah. you to a company called Square Enix? They yeah. like money, a lot of money. They like to charge seventeen ninety nine for mobile games. Oh, look, one of these is priced at seventeen ninety nine. Um, yeah. So the the Pixel Remaster versions of Final Fantasy Final Fantasy one, two, and three are going to announce on are going to launch on July twenty ninth for PC Steam for PC via Steam, iOS, and Android. And Final Fantasy one and two are eleven ninety nine, and three is seventeen ninety nine. So we've got and some screenshots so people can be. Justifiably yeah. outraged now at the artwork, if, rather than just qualitatively. Yeah, it's like if you were wondering how Squanix is going to screw up these ports, the answer is the font. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. Look at that font; it's terrible. Uh... It is pretty tiny. And then some people um... were doing side by sides of like the pic, the pixel work, and it, it seems like in some cases it feels like they lose detail, which is weird. Well... I mean, the character pixels are all done by the original pixel artist of the... Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> That's what happened with the 5 and 6 remakes. It, did, it didn't matter. That person messes these up. <laughs> I understand they did them before. They've lost it. <laughs> they don't get to do it anymore. Yeah, I'm fine with these pixels. Yeah, I, I, These aren't that offensive compared to the 5 no. and 6 remake. <laughs> these are good. I, like when, when you see what it could be, you're like, oh, I'll take it. This is fine. <laughs> I mean, I've I've been more amused by people whining at the price when, uh, which, and I'm stealing terrible. this. Oh. I, I'm stealing this tweet from somebody that I retweeted, so I apologize for not remembering the who tweeted this. But people that will spend hundreds of dollars on physical retro games, bitching about a twelve dollar mobile port. Here's what I don't understand about this font. This is called the Pixel Remasters, right? Why isn't the font pixelated? That's Harder the to read in HD. That's the theme. You had one job. One job. Make everything pixely. And you couldn't do it. Yeah. Oh, I wonder how these are, whether or not the font is designed for mobile. Oh, great. But it's, so you don't have it's a choice. Still, well, it's still weird just because it's just a bad font. It doesn't fit yeah. at all. And it's it's not. It's not like it's actually an easy to read font either. It, it's un, it is not understandable what the point of that font is. Like how the what is the story on that font? I want the tell all book about that font. Hey, RPG Maker is a good engine. It can do much better things than the Final Fantasy remakes. I mean, it has a decent font when it's on the battle screens where it's doing the hit counter. That font works. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I feel like we're all going to get these games and it'll be fine. We know they can make these things look good because they did, um, uh, what's the free-to-play game we played? Record Keeper. Yeah. They can make this stuff look nice if That they was made to. by DNA. Who cares? That wasn't they made by own, Square Enix. It, Square Enix owns all those assets. I, okay. Like, come on. Um, I'm not sure they do, Chris. Do you I, think Square Enix let someone else own Final Fantasy assets? A font? Yeah. I am holding out for console ports, which I know they said they weren't going to do, but I also think that they're lying out of their asses. And I think they're not saying anything because they know if they say anything, people are just going to wait for the console ports. I don't think they're lying out of their asses. They said there's no announcements at this time. 
That's a perfectly good PR speak. And Go Kelly, away and leave a, us alone. Yes. Don't and make yes, me get an editorial. Yes. Huh? What? Don't make me get Max editorial. <laughs> don't pre-order games. I don't know. That's no, that different... was not the editorial he was talking about. Which editorial is Max talking about? Uh, no announcements at this time and oh. what it actually means. Yeah. That there will be announcements, just not at this time? No, yeah. it means absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah. It means nothing. <laughs> but in this case, it means they're holding off because they want you to spend the money choice. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm I'm not that must about them not saying anything just yet, because they'd be stupid not to put these on yeah. consoles, especially the Switch. Yeah. So... <sighs> Speaking of Switch, I know, Kelly, audible sigh. Here's a, yeah, here's a new demo. S- for your switch right um, yeah shadowverse champions battle this is a spinoff to the shadowverse card game and it's based on a, off of an anime so, so... If they made a, a digital card game it got turned into an anime and now they're turning it back into a digital card game accurate i'm very confused full but circle but now it has anime <laughs> all right and presumably you don't have to spend a bunch of money on the cards because you'll get them in the game. So that's nice, too. Yeah, and it's got the single-player story or whatever. Right. So. It's your Pokemon TCG game, Anna. There you go. Woohoo! Shadowverse. Ugh. You should give it a try. Let us know if it's good. Yeah, I, I mean, it's an say, X-A is... game, so I'm going to buy it eventually. Oh. Is it more or less confusing than Yu-Gi-Oh? Oh. Um, Shadowverse is pretty easy from what I remember. I've played that. Okay. You know, I might have to try the demo. It's just meant to be a Hearthstone I, competitor, so I uh, I could do a Hearthstone competition. So, or I don't know what I don't know what I'm trying to say. You're saying you want to shoot little dog kids out of a soul cannon? Yes. So here's some videos where they don't show that. No, they just show. So this is for uh, Fuga Melodies of Steel. Which um, is the depressing a tank game where you have a bunch of kids and grow close to them and then shoot them out of a cannon. Yeah, you don't shoot hand- them out of a cannon. You, you sh- sacrifice them to power the cannon. I can't yeah, handle you this shoot game. Shoot their soul out of the cannon. <laughs> I can't handle yeah, this game. Yeah, there's an important difference, Chris. I can't. I can't do it. I can't become friends with the kids and then sacrifice them. I can't do it. This is not a game for I, you. No. I, I need like the ga- I need the hidden secret ending where everyone lives. I can't handle this. Well, that's the thing. I'm sure that there's going to be um, new game plus I'll where you'll be powerful that. enough that you won't need to yes, sacrifice. Yes, there is. A, yes, there is a new game plus, and yes, there are multiple endings. Yeah, depending so on who you just... sacrifice. Yeah, this reminds me a lot of um, Trillion. I bet they're going to yeah. make you sacrifice. Um, the tank battle scenes in this remind me a lot of Rocket Slime, if you guys ever played that. Oh, yeah. This looks less annoying to play than Rocket Slime. But sadder. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a farming sim problem for Chris. He wants to like the genre and doesn't, but doesn't want to admit that he just doesn't I, like I, the genre. Rocket, Rocket Slime was fun. It's just, there's a lot of running around, just, oh, come on, I just get, oh, now I gotta get over there. Uh, much management. You didn't like Connect Tank either, though. Connect Tank's garbage. That's hey. why I don't like it. It is not. Yeah, it is. But Matt, my main issue is that I can't wait for this game, but I haven't even seen the store listing on the eShop to be able to pre-order it. Yeah, is it coming it out com- this year? Yeah, July 29th, 20, oh. 2021. No pre-orders. 
Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I don't it, know. It's CyberConnect2 publishing themselves worldwide, so that's probably why. Gotcha. Oh, Does it, I see. Do you need to pre-order it for some reason? No. It's like, just a good I, way to um to, to show your interest in to, the game. To, so, to again, encourage bad purchasing practices? No. Yeah. Pre- don't pre-order games that are going to sell a million copies either way. Pre-order oh. games from small publishers that need the boost. To get through? Yes, they use the boost to get through. Mm-hmm. Because when you pre-order a game, it shoots up in the sales list. Mm-hmm. And that being in that list... Why do you need to boost important. a game that you can't vouch for because you haven't played it? Because I like CyberConnect 2, and I've liked all of the little Bronx Tale titles thus far. They're making another one, all, so buy it when it comes all, out. All two of them. <laughs> I didn't get very far in Tale Concerto, but Soul to Robo is one of my favorite DS games. I bought both those games, and I never played them, and Anna sold them. No, I didn't. What? One it of them is? got stolen. How many times oh, do we right. have to have this conversation? Right. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. What's That's next fair. in the news? It's a good question. What is next? Um... Game Deck. Yes. So they put out a little trailer for Game Deck. That's the one where you're a detective in a VR game, right? Yeah, in multiple VR games. And, this and is like a dystopian future where you're a game detective solving problems for people that are stuck inside of VR worlds. Chris, you play as a cat. In one of the games, I bet. Not all of them. But I don't know. I it looks just... like you, you have multiple ways to get through situations, and one yes. of your options is Be a cat. become a cat. <laughs> so, so Kelly's in. Off be this, a cat. Negotiate, most convince, be a cat. That one of the options, this is probably, what, a two-minute scene? You're going to play this whole game for that? <laughs> we'll see. If Maybe you can be a cat for a lot of time. Right. I don't know. Um, so oh. what you can do in the world is thematic to the world. So like when you're in harvest time, you can actually farm to solve some of the problems. I wish all problems could be solved through farming. My life would be a lot better. Girl, see. My problem with this game is it feels like there's no way to actually know if you're right or wrong about your hypothesis. Correct. So, well, yes and no. I don't so like there's that. A, a, a sort of grid that fills in yeah. as you play. And, like, the the more of the grid that you fill in, the more likely you're going to come to the correct conclusion. Okay. But you, there's no game over if you get it wrong, as far as I'm aware. So, yep, carry on. Um, let's see what else. Oh, I, this is news to me. Uh, Star Wars The Old Republic is still around? Yep. Ten-year anniversary. I knew it was still around, but what shocks me is they're adding an expansion. <laughs> This is the offer. Legacy I do not change of further. the Sith. So wonder, Chris and I Swotor played this the game of the Sith? <laughs> when it first came out. And the problem that we ran into is we got all the way up to max level mm. and there was no max level content to do. We never finished our story quests. We got to max level. But we never finished our story quests. But that was the only thing left to do. Which is a good thing to do. Yes, but the story of quest us, is the reason to play the but game. But neither of us was engaged enough to no, want to do it. it. Yeah, you're right. Because there was nothing to do once you. <laughs> yeah, you could play um that weird blitzball, not blitzball. The uh, I don't know. They had a little um a ball game where you, you you picked up a basketball and carried it around an arena and tried to score. Yeah, it was PvP. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to know that you know this game was a prequel 
is is a prequel to the prequels, but yet the cantina uh, Boss Eisley is still playing. Isn't that it a one prequel song? to the Old Republic? It's, yeah, it's a it's a sequel, it's a sequel to, to Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, it's right. like three it's three hundred years after Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, you, Revan you, shows up yeah, somehow. you meet the main character from Kotor, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's an expansion based on him. But yeah, there's someone from Kotor, like someone major from Kotor in yeah. the base game that Chris was there's, like, "Oh, oh yeah, I know who expansion. this guy is." He's a, it's an expansion. Okay. Yeah, it's also got the descendants of Bastila in it as well. She's a main a main character. All right, let's see. They've got they've got a the video, so they have a section. It has a new storyline. They expand the Manan area. Okay. They have an Elam flashpoint, whatever that means. Flashpoints are PvP arenas. No, Flashpoint surveyed, I think. Oh, okay. right. Sorry. They have a new operation, the R4 Anomaly. Is that the raid? They have that the... Galactic... That's, a different, that's a different type of raid. Okay. Galactic <laughs> Season 2, I bet that's PvP. An improved player experience. Well, perfect. It's improved. <laughs> new look and feel, new character creator, or updated character creator, excuse me. Content leveling and end game. And they're ending end game. There you go. Hooray! Launches for free to all active subscribers. So you just get it. And if you use this, lots of SWOTOR by July 15th. That's a confusing wording because you get the subscriber is a monthly subscription. Oh, but it's free to play. The base, isn't it? the base game's free to play. So it might be that you have to. If Do you you're need not to subscribe subscri- to get into expansions? Is that how this works now? No, maybe? it might be that you can pay for. S- you can pay for stuff separately, so oh. but if you're a subscriber, you get expansions fee or something like that. Well, if you get you, you get, get a bunch code of out of this video, stuff. you get a little decoration. Um, and then what they said, holiday, they're gonna the things, and then there's a 10th anniversary thing planned for all year next year. More story, more flashpoint, more tech. Yeah, so they're gonna keep working on the game. So they're still developing it. There you go. And we have the yeah. whole little 40-minute thing. If you're into the game, you could watch that and see how they're improving your game that you like. Um, and I'll keep, keep thinking, like, should I go back to that? And be like, nah. Yeah, I keep getting tempted to try it again, but I've tried twice and got bored both times. Oof. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the thing that kept Chris and I in it for as long as we did is because we were playing it with each other. Mm-hmm. You were evil. I was so evil. I was I was a Twi'lek Sith uh, magic caster. You killed your master. Uh, more than once, Chris. <laughs> at, at the time that I came out, I was so sick of every single MMO trying to have a two-faction system to compete with WoW. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of done. And then uh, Vaughn, my husband played it a lot and was like yeah this isn't fun at all so oh man no i i had a lot of fun like i was kelly i was like so evil if if i had a choice between like pet the puppy and kick the puppy i was kicking that puppy (laughs) or like sam was saying on Deus Ex backtrack, it's just like, I am so sick of choices being save the baby or eat the baby. <laughs> eat the baby. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, and I like that term for binary choices now. Save the baby, eat the baby. Yeah, but the problem so, is the, the middle ground is so milk boring. Toast? Ignore the baby. Ooh. Yeah, and I mean, I'll be honest, a lot of the choices 
that um, Star Wars was giving me was not actually pet the puppy, kick the puppy. It was pet the puppy, ignore the puppy, kick the puppy. And I chose kick every time. So you kicked a lot of puppies and oh. ate a lot of babies. Yep. I literally offed my ma- my master. And <laughs> when someone complimented me for it and decided to take me on as their apprentice, I then went on to kill them too. Man, you you were cold. Oh. Eh. You buried this monster. I, I was a monster. Kelly, I have a question about monsters. Yes. You want to hunt some soon? I, I don't know. I feel bad for hunting them now. Oh, why is that? Because I, I, I kind of want to, like, take their eggs and then raise them and then... Why are you stealing their fat- babies? You're a baby stealer. You're worse than Anna. She's At least I'm puppies. honest about kicking puppies. Yeah, you're stealing babies. Hey, I'm giving them a better life, I think. <laughs> I don't know. A better a better life fighting other monsters and riding around on their back. But according to Monster Hunter stories, Lord, they want to be our friends. They do. But instead, we, we fight with them. And <sighs> I want to hug that Rathalos. So the first update to Monster Hunter Stories 2 will add the Palamute from Monster Hunter Rise as a rideable monster. The second update will add um, a Gilded Elder Dragon Colvi Taroth as a co-op quest. I don't think you get to make that a monster. Um, and uh, the materials can be used to craft equipment, blah, 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 blah. And then they have a third update already planned, including the Soul Seer Mizutsune, Elder Frost Gamma. Okay, yeah. And Oroshi Kirin. So they'll have some monsters. Um, big, big bads being added for you to go, you know, fight. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, I'm pretty sure all of this stuff is free, free updates. It looks like it. Yeah. Yeah, it should be. It's like the rise title updates. Okay, good. So, Ooh, I get... appreciate Capcom doing uh free DLC for Monster Hunter games. I wish more companies would do stuff, have a model like that. You can get a Thunderlord Zenogre Monsty, though. I want to ride him around on a Thunderlord Zenogre. What is a Thunderlord Zenogre? A Zenogre is a pain-in-the-butt monster who likes to zap you and jump up on trees and zap you some more. And seeing this, it's good. Oh, here's Kieran. That's the one, that's the one that the guy did the My Little Pony animation of. But as soon as you aggro it, the the pony gets angry. <laughs> Very angry. No one knows what you're talking about. It is. See, I no, remember there's... getting to in Monster Hunter Stories one. The Karen was like a post game monster that you had to hunt down and try to capture, and pff, that thing was pretty damn hard. There's... I think that's when I kind of finally stopped playing Monster Hunter Stories one. My little Karen. <laughs> there was. Uh, where's the YouTube? Uh, there's a, uh, there's a, oh, shoot. Uh, oh, I guess there's the... actually a Kieran in My Little Pony, so this yeah, is not going to work. Yeah, I was going to uh... say Kieran's or canon in My Little Pony, so. This, this stinks then. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Sorry. Um, space punks. Do you guys like Here space punks? Monster Hunter shorts. Shorts. Hunter 49. It's from NCH Productions. It's great. Um, but you can go watch that. Um, this person does... Uh, the pony thing is a gag for this one video. They do a bunch of really funny Monster Hunter 
animation. So NCH Productions, go find them. All right. Anyway, what are you saying, Anna or Kelly? Um, do you guys like space punks? What's a space punk? Um, I guess it's a uh, somebody decided that Borderlands and Diablo needed to be combined because it looks like one of those Diablo-like games, but with lots of guns. But a schluter? Fun. Yeah, a schluter, but more Diablo than Borderlands, and it kind of looks fun, and the the trailer immediately piqued my interest because it sounds like Matt Mercer. Ooh. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's Matt. Kelly is at the point where she just wants everything voice acted by the people on Critical Role. Yep. That is not an inaccurate statement. I love those people. All right. Any other news this week? Yeah, I don't think that's Matt Mercer. It's somewhat similar to him, but I don't think it's quite got the voice. It's her new. Sound alike? Yeah, somewhat. Who knows? But also, how do you want to do this? You you hear that a lot in Critical Role. I'm I'm curious about the game. That's for sure. Um, Early access is coming July 15th, 2021. Uh, Open beta will be available this winter. And yeah. Yes, we'll see. Shooty looty. What crops up up. And I think we only have one last piece of news. Oh, right which I hinted at earlier in the show. So um, I, the Somnium Files is a visual novel with sort of Phoenix Wright style puzzle pieces. Um, AI. Oh, is it? I thought it was I, my bad. So AI, the Somnium Files. Um, And this week they announced uh, AI, the Somnium Files Nirvana initiative. And the A at the end of Nirvana and the I at the start of Initiative are capitalized. So AI. So the second game is set at some point in the future. Uh, It looks like about 10 years later. And uh, I has moved on to a new person. And they are investigating murders, just like the first game. It's Mizuki. Yes. So Mizuki is like what? 12 in the first I, the Somnium Files? Um, around that, yeah. Yeah. And so she is definitely an adult. She has now joined the same detective agency or division, detective division that was in the first game. And she is now partnered with I. And we will see how that all shook down. And she has a new wrench. Uh, not a wrench. Uh, so in the first oh, game, her signature weapon is a metal pipe. Oh, pipes, this one. And so she has um, a metal pipe that has been super sci-fied now. So what is the name of the gun that Date uses in the first game? Enforcer? No. Yeah, Enforcer. Yeah, Enforcer. So it looks like she is wielding a metal pipe Enforcer. So... Uh, don't have a firm release date. Um, spring 2022 is what we're getting at the moment. Um, there will be both the end, uh, Numskull Games is doing the physical. So if you are interested, you can get the standard edition for 60 or the collector's edition for 120. I'm kind of Um. looking at the collector's edition. So I'm very excited for that. Yay. 
All right. So go check out that announcement trailer at their site. Um, and then what have we got? We got new release dates. We do. Yep. First off, Adam. Um, A-D-O-M. Team Adam is the developer. They announced Ultimate Adam Caverns of Chaos, which is, what, a remake of some really old game? It's a sequel to the original Adam, which which came out like 25 years ago. There you go. Actually, probably before that, 35 years ago. Yeah, so it's like Dungeon it. Crawler. So, yeah, first person. Oh, yeah, the, the original Dungeon Adam. Crawler? No, the, third person. The original over. Adam had oh, ASCII okay. some ASCII graphics. Oh my god! So this was oh, was this a roguelike then? Uh, yeah, I think so. Roguelike Dungeon Crawler. Yeah. All right, Owlcat game. Oh wait, sorry. The uh, the new the new Ultimate Adam will come out on August twenty fifth. Allcat Games has announced that Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous is going to launch on consoles in the fall of this year. PS4 and Xbox One uh, following uh, 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 sometime after September 2nd, which is when it comes out for PC, Mac, and Linux. The console versions will be available physically and digitally, which with Coke Media's Prime Matter label handling distribution of the physical copies. Binary Haze Interactive Livewire and AdGlobe have announced this 2D action RPG Ender Lilies Quietus of the Nights is launching today. Oh, I put this in the wrong section. I read this wrong. It's coming out uh, today, which means this this past week on Xbox Series Tuesday. X and S Tuesday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the uh, came a week after the game's launch on PC and Switch. So there you go. Um, that's out now. Um, sorry, it's in the wrong section. Square Enix announced Neo Reincarnation will announce for iOS and Android on July 28th. You ready for an in-app transactions, Kelly, in the Near universe? I don't know. I feel like I need to finish Near first. You can get a pre-registration for the game to get... I don't know what you get if you pre-register for the game. Uh, they also put a video out of the game's opening cinematic, but who cares? It's in-app purchases. Go away. Publisher Freedom Games and developer Afterburner Studios announced that the release of Dreamscaper has been brought forward by a week. It was going to come out on August 12th. Now it's coming out on August 5th. And now let's talk about what actually is coming out this next week. Ease 9 Monster Knox hits PC and Switch. Monster Hunter Stories 2 Rings of Ruin for PC and Switch. And Sword of Legends Online for hey, PC. Hey, we're going to have ads for that. Oh, okay. Good for um, us. This is a news story, but we forgot to mention if you have any NISA games that you want to buy on PC, you might want to buy them now because their price is going to be going up. What? Yep. Well, yeah. they're, on sale, they're on sale now anyway. Yeah, they're on sale now anyway. But, like, yeah, give regular, me an example the of a good price one going up. that I should buy. Um, Ease 8? Nah. What, give me a non-Ease game. Um... Crap, All of the Disgaea games are going up. Is no, just the, on sale? just the first one, I think. Oh. oh, I thought it was all the all of them. Well, I think the other ones are not will not be on sale anymore. But gotcha. Disgaea oh. piece. The first one's the only one that's going up regularly. Is Cold Steel Four going up? Nope. Okay. That's not mentioned. Uh, Cold Steel the longest three? five minutes. <laughs> no. Cold Steel Two. Oh wait, they don't do that one, nope. do they? Um, let me pull up the NIS America. What about Psychopaths? Mandatory happiness. Yes, that one is going up. Oh, there you go. It's only it's still only twenty bucks. So I wonder why this is. Why I wonder why they're going up in price. Because uh, I think NIS Japan is having money problems. <laughs> okay. Uh, hang on. Let me go to the list. Do 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 do. It got buried in like eight thousand other things that they tweeted this week. So. 
I have the desktop. Oh, okay. Can you fire so away? It. Yeah, okay. So the 25th ward, the silver case, will be 20 bucks. Birthdays at the beginning will be 20 bucks. The Caligula effect overdose will be 50 bucks, which, yeah, you don't want to play that for that game. <laughs> Cladon Returns, this is Sengoku, will be 20 bucks. Cladon X2 will be 10 bucks. Criminal Girls will be 20 bucks. The Sky PC, 20 bucks. Uh, a load of consonants, the Firefly Diary will be 10 bucks. Hotel Naku. Yeah, that one. Uh, Labyrinth of the Frame will be 50 bucks. The Longest Five Minutes, 20 bucks. Phantom Brave, 20 bucks. Psycho Pass, 20 bucks. A Rose in the Twilight and Yomawari will both be 20 bucks. Phantom Brave going to 20 bucks is crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. And East 8 will be 60 bucks. Yeah, so most games are going up $5. Labyrinth of Refrain is going up 10 And then Ease Lacrimosa of Dana is going up 20 Hey, do we have a Disgaea 5 on anything, Anna? Mm, I have an I think, original version on one of the platforms. I think we gave away our copy of Disgaea 5 to Vale. Oh, okay. Because we gave him a whole bunch of games. Okay. I was going to say, why are you wanting to play 5? It wasn't that great. Because I, hmm. I can't get myself to play D2, and I figured I should get back into Disgaea and play 6 at some point, so, but I want to play 5 first. Um, D2 felt like it should have been DLC, except the original Disgaea yeah. came out before DLC was a thing. Maybe I'll just watch the stories of D2 and D5 and then play D6. Because honestly, having the game play itself sounds appealing to me. Because you, you wouldn't be doing yourself a disservice just skipping five. I never finished five. Well, then maybe it ends great. I liked four. Story. Oh, four was good. Yeah. Great. All right, well, let's talk about new early access announcements. We have one from V Publishing and Grape Ocean Technologies. Great. Yes. Grape Open. Grape Ocean Technologies. Okay. They announced first uh, party-based fantasy RPG Black Geyser Couriers of Darkness. It's coming on Steam Early Access on August 26th. It'll be 20 bucks. You can check that out. It'll have the first two chapters of the game. Whew. And uh, the full release is expected next year. So we have some editorial content on the site you can go check out. Dungeons & Dragons, a Dark Alliance review. Oh, I've got to see. What's the score? What's the score? What's the score? It's not good. Two, ooh, two and a half by Paul Shkreli. Astalon Tears of the Earth review. Astalon sounds like a Chemco alert. But it no, it's a uh, Metroidvania. Metroidvania. Oh, three and a half. Right. We have Death End Request Switch review. We have Edge of Eternity Deep Look by Mr. Alex Fuller. Oh, wait. Death End Request. Anna, weren't you interested in that? Yep. Are you not interested in any longer? I am. I'm waiting okay. for my copy to get here. Oh, okay then. And JRPG July has an introduction article you can go check out. Who's running that this year? Uh, uh, who's Sam running it? Josh. Sam and Josh, as always. But there's like, I think we have like 10 staff or I think it's more than that. <laughs> 15 participating. We have a lot of people. Yeah, it's, it's big right. this we year. We need a side bet system where we figure out how many people will stick with it. No! <laughs> the answer is everybody or uh, else. Okay, sure. You keep telling yourself that. Uh, and we have, a, here's a feature called A Dragon Quest Draws Near. 
did he is did he not play Dragon Quest? Yeah, now so Jason McFadden Quest? is like really new to JRPGs. And so like as an adult, he's going back and playing a lot of the JRPGs that people our age grew up with and writing editorials about it. And to me it's really well, interesting. He's not saying you. I think it, it, he's going back and sort of thinking Seeing the ones he missed because yes. yeah he he played Final Fantasy like six and seven but missed the basically the entire Dragon Quest series yes yeah I was in the same spot um and then I played Run and Two a couple of years ago or last year rather um I should get back to finishing up the old Dragon Quests yeah I still haven't finished any three four I five mean, and six they're they're pretty seven. rudimentary if that's oh, right. the term I'm gonna wait for three now. Because we have the HD 2D remake thing. Yeah, funny. That's one of the things he said he has to do now because he's he's decided to play the Urgic Saga next. Yeah. Because yeah, he's he started with eleven and is now looking at going back through them. It's cool hmm. hearing the experiences of someone who like did not in any way play games the way that we did, in the order that we did. So it's fun. I mean. Some RPGs are really hard to go back to, like Final Fantasy One. Others just feel like an old riding an old bicycle. Um, Shining Force Two comes to mind when it comes to some of the older fantasy stars too. But I don't consider the original Dragon Quest to be that bad, though, because you can beat it in like two or three hours if you know what you're doing. Mm, that. That fast? Yeah. Uh, maybe five? It, yeah. No, you can speedrun that game. The original one? Yeah. Or... I would say under 10 hours for sure. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know if I'd say two or three. Uh, not if you're new. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. If you're like me, you're going to grind a lot because you're crazy. <laughs> but you're also probably playing the SNES remake or later. All right. Uh, and then you did a backlog in the year thing, Anna. I did. I did yeah. my, my June check-in. We're halfway through the year. I'm well on my way to my goals. And, you know, it's interesting. I, I feel like I, so when I set a goal every year, I feel like I learn something about my buying habits and, like, what bothers me and what doesn't. And I think the interesting thing that I'm coming to this year is, it's not that I mind buying new games. It's that I no longer want to buy new games just to put them into my backlog. I'm going to buy a new game. I'm going to play it immediately. Yeah, that tracks. So I'll have a long write-up at the end of the year about, you know, my thoughts on all of the stuff and things. So far, I'm beating more games than I'm buying. Good for you. And Good. and I think that that is a really important metric that I haven't really touched upon in my backlogging um columns but i definitely will at some point probably at the end of the year all right yep all right are we uh what are we gonna play this week kelly um probably more near okay anna um so i'm going to be streaming the final fantasy 7 remake and i'm going to be streaming some final fantasy 4 for enterprise so they they kicked off the the free enterprise community has kicked off a new club called the Pink Puff League and it is intended to teach people that are new or bad at the game like me um how to do different things better. So are all the all the good people joining and, and getting all the wins? No. 
And oh. in fact, they are barred. There's <gasps> there's like there's like a cap on the pink puff league of people that can't be in based on how many things they've accomplished in the past. Cool. So it is legitimately for new people or people who are not as good at racing. Um, but yeah, the first week they introduced a hero tag, which means you have to be comfortable with the character that is the hero. And then this week they introduced um, objectives where you have to finish the moon. You have to go up to the moon and finish it. Cool. And so um, I believe I'm streaming Free Enterprise just the morning of July 4th. And that is what I will be playing, some of those Pink Puff League flags so that people can see how the objective system works and how different characters work for agility anchoring. And I will explain all of those terms while I'm streaming as well. You'll also be playing more Nocturne. I will be playing as more SMT3 Nocturne, but that'll be offline. Yep. Alex, what are you playing? Scarlet Nexus. Scarlet Nexus. I don't know what I'm playing. Um, that's not a... Uh, uh, no, I'm going to finish Ra- Mario and Rabbids probably this week. I said that last week, though. Uh, are I should you finish close it. to getting done at I this point? I am pretty close, yeah. Okay. Are you in the last um, um, world? Well, I'm in what I think is the last world. Okay. <laughs> we'll see if it's true. <laughs> um, and, Are you uh, going to do the Donkey Kong DLC? Oh, yeah, I might. I have it. So I should play it. Give it a shot. Um, And then what else? Uh, oh, Kelly. Kelly, what are you going to play this week? I, I think you said, came to me already, and I said near, but I also need to finish the Monster Hunter Stories 2 demo. So are you going to drop everything for Monster Hunter Stories 2? Probably. Um, though I, <laughs> Mon Hunt Stories 2 might be my portable game, or my bedtime game for the meantime while I'm um, picking it near. I'm having way too much fun with Nier. Um, just the, the combat and the dialogue is just awesome in that game. And it's pretty short. So, do we have a new question of the week this week? Um... Are you going to play Monster Hunter Stories 2? All right. Monster I'm actually Hunter curious Stories 2. if yeah. people are going to be playing it or not. Let's see how popular that is. Um, and if you want to keep uh, following us throughout the week, uh, a few things you can do. One, if you want to answer that question, go to the show thread at rpgamer.com and post it right in there. You can also send it to us at 608-729-4098. You can call or text. Call or text. You can also... Um, actually, I think we're going to... No, never mind. You can also follow the stream, um, twitch.tv slash rpgamer, if you want to catch the show live, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. And streaming season two starts tomorrow. tomorrow. Yep. So July 4th, we're having a stream vaganza <gasps> beginning at um, 10 a.m. Eastern. And we'll have uh, like a the whole bunch of streamers all in a row. So I will be kicking things off. Eight um, hours is not that long for a streaming event. Well, it'll actually probably be la- longer than that because okay. it circles back around to me at the end. Oh, it doesn't circle around to JC to do like no. wheel so, stuff at the night? So it'll right. be me, and then it'll be JCS, mm-hmm. and then it'll be Hairfrog, and then it'll be me again. Oh, no Scar, no... Scar is getting drunk. No Tam, no... Tam is busy. No wind. Uh, no. Oh, we passed uh, wind. So in the evening, <laughs> there will be Nep Nep with Wheels. <gasps> nep Nep with Wheels. All that's, right. that That's our new Sunday night, late night show. There we go. So tune in. I might have 
I might have to watch that just to watch Wheels suffer. Where do we see the new schedule if we want to see when people are streaming? Um, you go to twitch.tv slash rpgamer, and then you plop in exclamation mark cal. Okay, there you go. Or rpgamer.com and scroll down. Yeah, I think we need to fix it because I think the schedule is wrong on the site. I, I fixed it now because uh, I had to rebuild the... You had to rebuild right. the front page, yeah. Yeah, sorry, we uh, broke the site broke a little the bit site. today. I broke the site. I've auto updated, or yeah, I updated the skin, uh, changed things. The site's been oops, having issues it. this week. I <sighs> think it's better now, but I'm going to have to upgrade our server soon, I think. Yep. Ugh. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Chris. Yep. Thank you, dear listeners. Thank you, Dale North, for our theme music. And thank you, uh, Forecast for forecast the encoding. For the but, encoding. Yeah. <sighs> I just herberderber blurberder deed there. So Th- yeah, thank you for listening, and thank you for cross stitching Anna, and thank you Scamper for chewing my chin. <laughs> yes, you have a scamper. <laughs> yeah. It it scares me how much he looks like our cat Jack. I know. Next week I will finish the star, and then I can continue going into Jirachi for reels. Oh, it's Jirachi. Yes. Spoilers. Yeah, I'm not keeping this one a secret. All right. Yes. We'll see Thank you next you week, everybody. Thank you for watching. Thank Thanks you, Hair Frog. Thank you, Tan. Thank you, Vaughn. Goodbye. Sardines! <laughs> <laughs>